Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Hip Senior Podcast. This is your host, Marianne Bailey. Join us as we talk to seniors about their lives, hobbies, great stories, and their hopes and dreams. Let's get started. Let's talk. There you go. So good morning, everybody. This is Marianne Bailey with OnlineTechLessons.com and the Hip Senior Magazine, which is at TheHipSenior.com. We have a new directory as well, so be sure to head over there and check that out. But in the meantime, we are live with Penny Lease, who has uh, discovered a career here in her, her second life, I call it. And we want Penny to tell us all about it. So Penny, hello. Hi, nice to meet you again. It's good afternoon for you, isn't it? Yeah, a good freezing afternoon here in Scandinavia. All right, yeah. where in Scandinavia are you? Tell right. me I'm in Copenhagen in Denmark, but I'm actually British English, uh, but I've been here about half my life. Okay. So I speak Danish and English, but I, I'm still very, very English. Penny, before we get started about your other career, what led you there? What, what, what made you leave England and... and head over there. What made me leave England? I'd actually, um, I was designing actually for a company called Sasha London that had a chain of shoe stores in California and uh, on the East Coast. I think they had uh, 26 stores and they had the 16 stores in England. And I was actually really pretty burnt out and completely burnt out. And then I went on holiday to Mallorca and I met a Danish guy on holiday in Mallorca. And I thought, well, my life, I, I really need to, why not do something different? So uh, I went over for Christmas and I just never went back. I wonder how many, what the statistics are of how many people end up in different countries, cities and states just following somebody out of love, you know? Yeah, but I think also I, I'd reached a stage where I was just going to do the same job again and again and again for different people. And I'd actually, I had actually applied for jobs in the States to try and get a bit further up in my career. It wasn't so easy for women in those days. Right. So I just start, I thought, well, I'll start from the beginning again. Why not have a fresh start completely? And it, it really worked. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. And so then things have kind of slow down and and tell us that story that you told me that's in the post on on the hip senior yeah i mean i'm a trained as a fashion designer and a shoe designer and i worked as a shoe designer for about 30 years and then there was corona and then also i was sort of like overtaken by younger people because uh, my boss the ceo of the company he was only about 36 and i think he really didn't like that I was much, much more knowledgeable than he was, um, that I had a better technical background. And so I gradually got mo more and more of my work. I was freelance, but I was contracted. More and more of my work was taken over by somebody who was much younger, who was much more um, statistics savvy rather than product savvy. So I gradually got eased out and then my contract got cut down to half, but at the same time it was an exclusive contract and then uh, I had not much work to do. I did a couple of projects for a sailing company to do some uh, sailing type shoes and then I didn't really have very much to do. Um, and at the same time, I, like a lot of American people, I actually have a therapist 
who's British, who I meet on Skype, and I said, I'm really depressed. I've not really got much work. I've been struggling to go for interviews for things, but nothing's really happening. And she said, well, what do you really want to do? If you could be anything in the world, what would you do? I said, okay, I want to be a supermodel, which is like a bit unrealistic, but okay, I want to be a supermodel. I did a little bit of modeling when I was a fashion student and I did hair modeling uh, in my twenties and thirties in England. And then after that, not really much more. And then I thought, well, she said, go for it, Penny. So I sat down on my computer and I searched and searched and searched for model agencies. And like, unless you're about five foot 11 tall and like are this skinny, you can't get any work. And then um, I suddenly found, and there's a lot of scammy places as well. They're asking for like pay for portfolios. And then I suddenly found a Danish website called B.OUnity where they were looking for models over 50. And there were people who ran it were both models, ex-models over 50. And um, I applied and I sent some pictures and they said, yeah, you can be on our website, but you need some photos. So uh, then I gradually started searching a bit more and uh, thought, well, I've got, I need a portfolio. Then I found out that there's something called TFP modeling. I think it's time for photograph. I can't remember what it means. It basically means that you as a model, um, you don't pay the photographer and the photographer doesn't pay you, but you must credit each other if you use the photos and you mustn't use them commercially. So I found one, he was a retired photographer. He was about 70, uh, ex-newspaper photographer. And um, he helped me and he said, I can do your photos. And I said, ah, I don't wear makeup. I, I like, it makes me itch. I never wear makeup except for lipstick. And he said, that's okay. He said, one of my friends is doing a makeup course and we are doing makeup for old women on that day in the city centre, and she'll make you up. Women? It was a special course for general makeup, like they had a stage makeup day and a teenage makeup day, and they had a mature women makeup day. She herself was about my age, so she came near with all this makeup, and uh, we went outside and took a few photos, and then I went home, and then I went to his studio and took some indoor shots. And I sent them to the model agency and they put me on their books. And then Corona came. I'm so proud of you. I've known Penny for, I don't know, 15 <laughs> years now, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I, I think this is the happiest that I've ever seen you. So I'm yeah. just so proud of you that you that you just decided one day to, to go do it. Go do it, yeah. And then um, it just sort of like escalated from there. I mean, actually through the model agency, I've not had any jobs. But then I've met, met people who said, oh, you can try and do this. There's a website for film extras. And then I started doing a little bit of film extra work where you get like coffee and tea and you have a fun morning and then a little bit more. And then I found out that there is a website group for film extras. And then there's a website group for actors who don't act, but actors just do film extra work. And then I found out it just was a groom, groom, group. Then I found out there is a Facebook group for TFP models over 40. And, and there's photographers who want to photograph women who are over 40 or men over 40.
So I found another photographer and had a few more pictures put up. And then somebody else contacted me and said, can you do some photos? And then I did a student film for a first year student who knew really not much about photography at all. He wanted a sad old lady to look miserably on her past life. And I said, okay, if I do that for you, then you take some photos for me on the studio. <laughs> so he took some photos for me and he didn't really know what to do. And I said, yeah, look, I've got this really bright flower dress. Let's have a red background, but the red background had run out. So we did orange, really bright colors. And then that got put up and it's just gradually grown. And now I'm really busy. That is awesome. Having lots of fun. So, okay, you're in, you said you're in Denmark, right? Yeah. I always get, I always get that confused. I'm like, somewhere up there. Um, and it's sort so, of north and cold. It's where they have Hygge and where they have all these uh, Scandinavian noir um, TV series. Okay. Yeah. I don't think we see them here, but so tell me something about, tell me something about the, the speaking about TV. Um, when you look at advertising there, do, do the commercials there have people over 50 generally in their commercials other than like here in America, if you watch TV, I don't, I'm not a big fan of watching TV, but because I work all the time, but when they, when, when I do watch TV, the only commercials that I ever see that have seniors in them are for senior type medicines, like to reduce blood pressure and stuff like that. Normal everyday products you hardly ever see seniors in them so is that different there or is that still um, the case it's, there? it's changing also it's a more feminist world than america we also have less tv advertising because we have also have state-run channels um at the moment there's quite a lot of older women appearing on tv and appearing on magazine covers but they tend to be like celebrities who were famous 10 years ago, who've got older, who are still beautiful. Um, they're not using so much unknown people for advertisements. Um, well, now they are. I mean, I've actually the been scene. turned down. I'm 66. I've been turned down for adverts because I look too young and I don't look like wretched and old enough. So no, it's, it's not just for um, medicines and things like that. They're, they're also looking for like cozy grannies for like family settings. Um, also at the moment because of Corona, they're also looking for couples and families that can be filmed together. I can't um, believe, I can't imagine you ever being cast as a cozy granny. No, that's why I didn't get the job. <laughs> Um, I mean, there was a job, there was a job actually I didn't get because uh, I, I wasn't old enough. It's for a Scandinavian cosmetic brand called E-Cooking, um, which is all organic, brilliant brand. And um, I was put in as a shortlist for them. And then they, um, they chose women who are actually over 70. And I saw the finished results and they were amazing. So they said, look, you, you'd have been really good for it, but you're actually not old enough because they wanted women between 70 and 80. Right. I was shortlisted number two for the health authorities for a vaccination program. And again, they actually, because they wanted, we get free vaccinations after 65, as you say, medical. Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't look old enough. <laughs> they chose somebody who was a bit more cozy granny-like. Okay. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with cozy granny. That's just not penny. <laughs> yeah. And there's also, uh, I think it's more, 
encompassing now. I mean, I also see that people want women of all sizes. Um, most of the stuff I do is actually film extra work uh, for uh, Netflix series and things like that, or local series, uh, some student work. Uh, they're actually tending more now to look for uh, people who don't look Scandinavian. Uh, they hmm. want because we have. Uh, I'm moving to Scandinavia, becoming an actress. <laughs> hmm? I said I'm moving to Scandinavia, then and becoming an, uh, a model. No, <laughs> they're looking for sort of people who have Middle Eastern looks or Asian looks or African looks. They're gradually becoming less provincial and less uh, Nordic about things, more encompassing. Yeah, that's great. So, what are what's upcoming for you? I'm doing a Facebook campaign on Sunday, which is for poke bowls or poke bowls, a Scandinavian chain called Oli Oli, which my 27 year old daughter thinks is amazing. And I have to be an impatient woman who's wearing brightly colored clothes, who's sitting at home waiting for her delivery, waiting for her delivery, getting really impatient. And then the <laughs> door rings and then the bowl arrives and then I'm happy and for which I get a voucher for 10 bowls and the bowls are about $15 each. And for everybody that's here in Ohio, if you know Coral Life or some of those restaurants like that, that's what the bowls are. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know what it was until last week until my daughter said she wanted to order these as a takeaway. And I said, well, what's this? I've not heard of it. She said, yeah, mom, you should know. There's so many shops. Um, today I was on a bus, which is why I'm in a warm sweater because it was freezing. Uh, it was a campaign for the health authorities and they wanted like normal looking bus passengers um, who were wearing masks on the bus and somebody runs into the bus and he's forgotten his mask and he had to put his mask on. So that, that's for the uh, National Health Authority as a Corona mask campaign because like, we're orange now, like the rest of the world. <laughs> so I did that today and I will get some money for that like at the end of the week. Nice. I've also been on a panel program, but uh, I'm not allowed to talk about it. So I was okay. in Stockholm filming last week. I've got, uh, what do you call it? I have confidentiality and um, I can't talk about it until it's released in December. That All was right. Well, as soon as it's released, you need to let me know so I can oh, let I everybody do. know. Yeah. And then um, um, I, I don't do that many advertisements. I've actually done quite a lot of work with students film students from different local Copenhagen schools. Um, they want, they have like certain projects and quite a lot of them are also looking for older people. And then they said, well, you don't really look old enough, but we took you because one of the other students used you last month. And he said, you were a really good actress, Aww. which is really sweet. Yeah. Um, and also because I'm British, and speak so nicely. Um, the Danes also asked me to do voiceovers. Originally voiceovers would have been in Danish, but they feel that uh, English is more international. And because I have native English rather than with a Scandinavian accent. So the films are done without any sound and then they dub it afterwards and I do the voiceovers. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I did the film I think you saw um, last week where I was a glamorous lady in an orange fur coat, yeah. lots of expensive bags. Yeah, who then it, turned it, out 
if you're not watching this, is. that's on the website as well on um, on the hip senior. If you go into under articles, um, you'll see Penny's uh, picture and she the whole film is right there for you guys to see as well. Um, that was really interesting because I was watching that and I was like, OK, OK. And then it has an interesting twist at the end of it, which we're not going to give away. We're going to make everybody go watch that film. But I was like, OK, <laughs> that I was a. Uh, taken a little bit aback by that. So I could see how that could uh, possibly be life-changing for um, some people to, to see something like that as well. And so, it, was, it was really nice because it was actually a first-year a first year student project. That was I good. They did yeah. really well. But I must admit, running around in high-heeled shoes, carrying Chanel handbags and going into like fancy, uh, and the heels, they're like eight centimeters. I have worn them once to a wedding about five years ago and I said these shoes are okay I can't walk in them and then suddenly they were like trying to make me walk down the high street in these heels and I think you can actually see in the film that I'm wobbling a little bit because I just <laughs> I'm just basically like a sort of a Nike sneaker girl most of the time. Scandinavians yeah. are very active you know. Yeah I don't you never designed high heel shoes like when you were working did you? Yeah, when I worked for Sasha London, um, we used to have uh, shoes at the Vegas Fair and everything else. They were up to like eight or nine centimeters. They had feathers, they had glitter, they had snake skin, they had diamantes, they had everything on. They were absolutely amazing. They just uh, but then I went to Scandinavia one. with cobblestone streets and nobody really wanted high heel shoes at that time because people are biking, people are walking. People don't just look glamorous. Uh, right. It's a much more functional society. So, so um, moving there. <laughs> I went back into doing uh, kids sneakers because that's the job I'd done before for a Korean company for four years, okay. and then grew from there. So I've, since then, I've been doing mostly functional footwear. I also designed for the states uh, for a company called uh, Sanita that makes clogs. And I did a collection called Sangria, which was uh, comfort shoes with triple layer insoles, sort of like cloggy designs, but not clogs with a lot of function instead of real buckles. It had like, what do you call touch and close straps, adjustment on the front, um, all sorts of comfort features. So, but uh, high heeled stilettos, uh, I wore them when I was 30, but I, I, just, I really struggle these days. They're in the back of my wardrobe. You know, so many people, as they start getting older, um, can have some a lot of trouble with shoes like that. Mm -hmm. um, I was actually uh, visiting somebody um, in a rehab facility um, who, um, you know, rehab, not drug rehab, but rehab, rehab. And like physiotherapy rehab. Yes. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was visiting her and her roommate uh, had had to have surgery and she had pins in her toes uh, for the mm -hmm. surgery because of high heels. And she said, it's because I've worn high heels all my life and they had to go in and redo her feet and stuff. And she goes, and when I'm when I'm healed, I will go back to wearing high heels again. I'm like, why would you go through all this pain and suffering and stuff to only keep doing that? <laughs> I, 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 I don't understand that. Yeah, but also um, the, the front of your leg muscles get stretched and the back of your leg muscles get shortened. I mean, I wear flats nearly all the time. And if I go ice skating, uh, being only a size, US size six, six and a half, I have to wear women's ice skates. They have a heel. 
uh, within about half an hour, I'm crippled because the front of my leg muscles. They're, yeah. they're being stretched too much because of the heels. I'm I'm in the middle of moving, and the other day I was I saw some boots in my closet that I forgot that I had that I wanted to wear this fall and winter, and I was like, oh, and I looked at them and said, these have a heel. These might be actually good for my arch and stuff for a little bit, and then because um, I know like a little bit of a heel will help my knees um, when when they're hurting, um, and I was um, wearing them around, and after about 15, 20 minutes, I was exhausted. I'm like, nope, I'm giving these to Victoria. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And also, um, you need to wear footwear with stability. Right. So, like, no slingbacks. Um, I mean, I actually broke my foot a year ago, sliding down the stairs in sandals, and my foot twisted. I didn't know it was broken. I just thought it was twisted. So that's another reason not to wear this. But, yeah, I, I never wear, um, like, high heel shoes unless they're, like, a Mary Jane or they're a boot. And, and then they hold the front of my foot so it doesn't move around. Well, guys, that's me being a boring functional shoe designer. You've you've heard it from from a shoe designer to quit wearing heels and wear functional shoes. Well, you can wear heels, just don't wear them every day. And then yeah. in Scandinavia, we don't wear footwear indoors. See, I know a bunch. Of we people leave them at the door. Yeah, I know someone here in Cincinnati and Dean that, that are going to argue that art that fact with us, but that's okay. Everybody has to do what they want, but what, what's good for them, right? Yeah, and I would never let anybody in Stilettos into my flat anyway, because like everybody else, I've got natural wooden floors. And stilettos would absolutely ruin them. So they have to leave their shoes at the door. Because the stiletto like, has a two ton of weight on the heel. Never thought of that. It, it, we we did it. I think we did it at school when you actually have to measure the pressure. Okay. Because it, it's the amount of area compared to the amount of weight. There's some mathematical solution to it, but it's, it's something like a ton or two tons or something that goes on that stiletto here. Okay. So the lesson: if you have wood floors, leave your shoes at the door. Yes. Then you can have some Danish cozy, what they call huga. Okay. sit around it's called huga h-y-g-g-e and that's where people sit around and they have a cozy time and they eat cakes and they maybe drink some mulled wine and then we have live candles in the house look at the fireplace if you have a fireplace penny warm up your couch for me i am so coming <laughs> <laughs> You're maybe in the summer after i'm done house sitting and and then when it warms up a little bit <laughs> yeah well we have sunshine from six in the morning till 9 30 10 o'clock at night in the summer yeah we do too it's crazy it's like okay but right now it's a bit cold and it's not very nice but it's not snowing it's not like people imagine do you it's get a lot of snow there maybe sometimes in february but it's not regular it's it's not like a ski area i right. mean Denmark is not more than like few hundred yards above sea level for the whole country it's just very flat agricultural country where they grow pigs and milk and things that's why they ride bikes so much as well too not not yeah. like gas prices and whatever but also it's opportune area for bicycling right yeah and it's brilliant especially now with the the corona and people not wanting to be on buses and public transport i mean i normally bike everywhere if it's up to about three or four miles in and out of the city center, but I have a slightly arthritic hip at the moment. So I'm not on my bike, which means I have to get buses, which is why I end up getting lost because I managed to get on the wrong bus number. 
but yeah, I mean, there's more bikes than cars in Copenhagen now. You know, I heard because of Corona that I don't know if it's because more people are, are buying bicycles right now because of mm-hmm. Corona. Um, but, or if, if it's harder for America to get parts in from like China and stuff like that for, for bicycles, um, that if you go to a shop and try to buy a bicycle right now, it's like a four or five month wait just to be able really? to Really? Yeah. I was wow. like, oh, I better not leave my garage door open because my bike's in my garage. So, um, a lot of people here are getting, uh, electrically assisted bikes. So you just have to pedal a little bit and then the electric motor does the rest of it for you. Yeah, it I imagine really here that's hard to find too. And, and mothers, of course, because also a lot of mothers have their babies on the back of bikes. Right. And the fathers, of course, because we are a equal opportunities uh, group of nations here. That's awesome. I'm, it's so funny. Someday we'll catch up. <laughs> Uh, so I'm, I'm quite happy to be living here. It was, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy, yeah. And the, the opportunities and the fun I'm having at the moment. It's yeah. You, you're just, you're just full of it these days, and, and not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. In a really, really good way. And yeah. I am just so proud of you that you, um, you know, just, just did it. I am your attitude, your, your personality. I mean, everything is just shining through right now. And I hope you keep at it because. Um, you're, you're, you're just brilliant, so. Just, just one thing I'd like to say is it didn't happen overnight. I mean, the therapist saying, what, do you, what would you really like to do? Because a lot of other people say, I want to travel. Sorry, it's my account and I'm gonna buy, I'm gonna buy a puppy. <laughs> um, people say, I wanna travel the world. I have traveled the world with my job. And, and like, you know, what do you really want to do? I think, well, what do I really want to do? I've achieved so much already. And then I said, be a supermodel. And then that must have been back in February. And now it's nearly Christmas. Yeah. Well, and I'm not actually a supermodel at all. But I've done film extra work and I've had some amazing photos taken uh, by some really, really good photographers. And now I've started to get much, much more selective. And then I only choose the photographers. So I know they to be good. And then I also am very careful about who photographs me and where they photograph me because I have had some slightly improper suggestions. Like uh, somebody wanted to photograph out in the forest and I said, oh, that's great. I'd love to photograph out in the forest. And he said, well, um, how about we meet up at your place? I said, well, we're gonna be in the forest. He said, yeah, but it might rain. And then I checked out his website and then there was really not very good photographs. And then a lot of the photographs were like, couldn't be shown on Facebook. And I thought, oh no, I don't want to get into this one. Cause you don't think as uh, somebody of my age that, well, no. I mean, you keep on hearing about false casters where 25 year old girls get misled. You, you don't expect people of my age to get misled but it does actually happen. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, look at senior scamming. We we just had a, an interview with the um, with Ryan Lippy from the Ohio uh, State Attorney's Office, and we were talking about scams and stuff like that. And that's something also to think about, like when when seniors are going into like second careers and stuff like mm-hmm. that, for them to make sure that they're not you know handing out money in order to get into a second career or in, into opportunities or paying yeah. for stuff like that, because if it's really an opportunity that's going to benefit you. You shouldn't have to be paying, you know, thousands of dollars or whatever to, to get into this stuff, so. 
it's exactly like me. I mean, there was a lot of uh, websites that said, oh, we can take you as a model. And then I would go into Trustpilot to check them. And then I found out, don't go to this model agency. They just want to take your money. They want you to pay a lot of money for photographs and you never get any jobs. So are you learning a lot of that information from like groups and Facebook and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, Facebook groups. And then I, I, I check people if I'm going to see anybody for an appointment. I check their phone number. I check their address. I check their website. And it's actually quite easy here to uh, reverse search a telephone number because our society is quite transparent. So I can actually check whether people are what they say they are. But I mean, I've, I've been um, contacted by people who think that some of these sites are dating sites and not photography sites. So I'm, I'm really hard about that. I mean, as soon as that happens, they get reported to the admins. I do screenshots of what they do and then like, no way. They're going to get blacklisted. Good for you. I, I don't, not for my benefit, but because of everybody else too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Good for you. I'm glad that you're uh, being aware of those things mm. um, because it, it, I, from what you just said, it could be a dangerous um, thing if you don't. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a person living alone. Uh, I don't necessarily want to invite complete strangers into my flat. You know, to do God knows what when, and then they suddenly say, oh, you know, you're really beautiful. You know, I thought I could, maybe we should start dating. And, and that's also had some comments that are also like, how would you feel, you know, like to do some modeling in your underwear? <laughs> I would feel like there's the door. There's the door. No, no, you're not even, you're not even going to get my phone number. Right. Yeah. I hear you. I hear yeah, you. It's been, a, it's been a learning curve. Yeah, I imagine so. But you know what? Like I said, you're amazing. I'm great. I'm so Thank grateful you. to know you, and I'm glad that you've you've that you're doing this. Like I said, you're a completely different person right now, and I'm yeah. just happy to see the sun shining through you again. Yeah, I was really depressed a year ago without much work and having to like apply for my pension, and I was struggling and struggling to find work. I thought in the end. I'm going to take my pension anyway, 65, and then I have enough money to live on. And so this is basically a hobby, but I treat it as a business. And you know what? There are so many people out there. They, you know, it's like, I think it was. Um, God help me. I can't think of his name. Um, there's a gentleman here in the States who, um, and I'll put it in the comments below, because I know as soon as we disconnect that I will remember his name. Um, that was always asking people, you know, like, well, what did you want to do when you were a kid? What was your answer when you were a kid? Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of them are like, you know, doctors or this or that and whatever. And it's very possible to have a second career and a second life after 50 or after 60. Yeah. Um, you know, my, my friend uh, Judy Irwin, she was my neighbor growing up and she became an attorney at the age of 50. And she worked with uh, family law and mediation for children and stuff like that. She was one of our first uh, senior spotlights for the Hip Senior Magazine. Um, and if you don't know her story, go back and read that because that was a good example of, of doing something that you really wanted. And I asked her about that and she said, you know, because she owned a doll shop and she got divorced. She had a doll shop. She had uh, two children. She became, um, she was a photographer for a bit. She was an attorney. Now she's writing um, romance novels and she's working on making one of them 
become a movie before she dies. She wants wow. that. To, she wants to be on the big screen. And so she has been uh, writing some for the magazine and she just decided to resign that position because she wants to focus solely on getting a, a book on the big screen, you know, before, before she dies someday. And that's become her sole focus. And so, you know, you may, you don't have to become a model like Penny. You don't have to write, <laughs> Just do something different. you know, you, yeah, you don't have to write great novels. You, you know, there's, you don't have to do what everybody else is doing. If, if your idea of a second career is working in your garden and growing exotic or, or orchids. Thank you. I, my words have eluded me today, but um, yeah, like raising, you know, exotic orchids that nobody knows about, or mm. if, if it means that, you know, you're out there uh, being riding your bike all the time. I see seniors on their bikes all the time throughout the neighborhoods and stuff um, that are all decked out in their riding gear and everything else, you know, and be, and doing that for a living or whatever it is that you want to do, just reach for the stars and do it. Yeah, one of my, my friends, her husband, he worked for the telephone company ever since he left college as an engineer. And when he retired, he started doing more and more photography. And now he travels around the world as a photographer. See, you just... You Photographing just... mostly animals and birds and things. And he loves it. Yeah, uh, we have a friend in common, uh, Peter Tyler. Yeah, Taylor, of course, Tyler. Shoe, dog on the business side of things. I mean, I've gone from creative to creative. He's, he's gone completely the other way from like being a shoe business person and shoe agent to becoming a semi-professional professional photographer doing some really nice stuff. Yeah, when I was, uh, Peter came here to the States when I was working uh, for um, the shoe uh, company in Portugal. And um, by the way, I got fired from that for not being pretty enough. Yeah, that's that's why they fired me. We were just starting to get rolling because um, I was the the sales rep and the marketing rep for the U.S. and Canada, and we had run some press releases like in Canada. And we were just starting to get some some calls in from that and stuff like that. And then uh, Norberto uh, hired this guy from your area actually, and he deemed that uh, when I went over there that I wasn't pretty enough uh, to sell shoes, and fired me. It's really yeah. horrible. I mean, yeah. you're not pretty. <laughs> as, and, as, well as, as well as it not being a relative, you know, like you've got beautiful skin, you're a beautiful woman. It's just, oh, God. Right. So it was like, you know, but do I like I understand you say, we don't want you to be the job because you don't have the right size feet. Because <laughs> the company that I worked for in London, the other, one of the buyers was an ex Vogue cover girl based in California with like orange hair down to her waist. Amazing looking. And me and the other buyer was a blonde from East London, natural blonde, who's also amazing looking. We all had sample size feet. Yeah, I do not have sample size feet, but that wasn't the reason. I just wasn't pretty enough. So it's kind of like, okay, forget the fact that I have like, you know, ex you know, history and marketing and, and everything else, which was, was my job, you know? So it was just kind of like, okay, whatever. But, um, so you just never know that you try different things and maybe, mm -hmm. you know, that, that job or that career doesn't, doesn't fit you as well. And you just move on to do different things. Um, you know, I teach senior citizens how to use technology now, and I've started this magazine yeah. and I absolutely love it. And every day I'm learning something new and, and, you know, 
my first issue was in June and I did it by myself and I've learned and grown so much. I have a web designer now who's teaching me more about the SEO part of stuff and how to get yeah. stuff out there. I know your video that we posted. Um, yeah, I, had, was... I even had a problem uploading it because I'm not that tech savvy because it's a very heavy file actually. Yeah, well, half of, so after I hired um, Matthias, the, my SEO has like quadrupled, like, you know, my views on my website literally have just um, gone gangbusters. And I know that your video uh, for that was like half of our views. So congratulations on that and congratulations on doing this. And I hope that you just keep, keep reaching for the stars and you keep doing it, Penny. Yeah, thanks very much. Now I'm going to go off and make some sourdough bread. Actually, that sounds really achievable, isn't it? Like the last 10, 10 loaves of bread, they weighed about three pounds each. They've been like bricks. It's still a learning curve on that side of things. Hey, at least you're still doing it, right? I'm still trying to. Yeah. Penny, lovely. enjoy the rest of your day, and I hope your bread turns out marvelous. Thank you very much. I'll give it a go. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's my evening now. It's completely dark outside. Oh. I think we're about six o'clock or something. Yeah, okay, and it's noon here, so it's winter. That's understandable. All right, well, enjoy your evening, Penny. Thank you. Have Thanks a for being on and sharing your, your expertise with everybody. <laughs> Definitely not my expertise in sourdough bread, I can promise you. <laughs> All right, enjoy. Have a great day. Okay, thanks very much. Right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the HIP Senior Podcast. If you like our podcast, be sure to like it and follow us and head over to thehipsenior.com to learn more about our other services we offer, including our directory, where we keep seniors safe while shopping online.